Good morning and welcome to Wednesday, another edition of the College Football Morning Announcements. As always, I'm Nick Shepkowski with you to break down a little bit the news of the day that was Tuesday, May 12th in the world of college sports. Tons to get to here, a great bounce back story of a former college football megastar who fell on very dark and hard times, who's turned his life around and is now helping others along the way. We'll share that with you here in just a moment. There's a big-time change to a a conference that uh, is near and dear to many's hearts, at least in the Midwest, what they're doing with some of their non-football sports coming up with their conference tournaments. And there's been a push from Jeff Borzello to extend the dead period in recruiting through July. We'll share all that news for you coming up. But the news of the day kind of breaking late as rumors are running rampant. Colin Coward, the first to say the USC and Alabama, there's no official word that will be coming soon, but he said it's all but written in stone that those two will not be playing in week one of college football's regular season in Dallas. Instead, it's going to be the Pac-12 very possibly – and they suggest very possibly paying football in spring next year. Why is that? Because the state of California and a lot of the West Coast hit very hard, obviously, by COVID-19. You watch the news more than once a week. You're probably well aware of that to start. But there was an announcement that was brought on by the California government, state government, that said that the stay-in-home order likely to stay in place in LA and in California all the way through July 31st. So you're looking at a late start for USC. You're looking at a late start for UCLA. You're looking at a late start for Stanford, for Cal, for all of those schools. And it makes things real difficult real quickly when you start breaking that down. It's just confusing because to me, it's so hard to look at a season and not have conferences ready to go, not have Power 5 conferences ready to go. But it sure does seem like it's headed that way for the Pac-12, that there may be other conferences that are set to fly, or we've I know we've discussed what James Franklin had to say last week at Penn State of saying, well, even if your whole conference isn't ready to go, you got to be ready to go, and you have to kind of have to leave some other teams in the dust. It seems like the Pac-12 as a conference is going to be that conference, at least of the Power 5s, that's going to be left in the dust based off of that news. I would say that uh, even with the news we had yesterday of them possibly only playing conference games for the for the regular season, that it seems like it would be an upset at this point. At least it feels that way if the Pac-12 is playing college football in the fall this season. So we'll keep an eye on that. We'll keep you posted on all of that, both on here on the College Football Morning Announcements with Nick Shepkowski and with the website that I am the managing editor of, fightingirishwire.usatoday.com. You can go there each and every day. It's not just Notre Dame news, obviously. We uh, key in on that, but it's news of all things college football as well. Feel good story coming up in just a minute here in terms of a former megastar that has turned his life around and fallen on some difficult times. But we switch up real fast to Maction. It's a Tuesday night. 
Why not bring up some Mac football conversation? All right, it's not so much football conversation in terms of the Mid-American Conference, but instead they make news today because the Mac says that they're eliminating conference tournaments in eight sports in this coming school year, this coming sports calendar for that year. Eight sports are going to have their conference tournaments eliminated as a whole. And they do something college basketball-wise that I think I would like more conferences to do. And it probably would never happen because of uh, everyone's best friend, and that is money that makes the world go round. But the MAC is also changing the way they conduct their men's and women's basketball tournaments. Instead of everyone getting an invite and, okay, well, congratulations, you went 1-17 in conference play, you still get to go to the conference tournament. You actually have to qualify is what they are going to do. So it's not just bottom feeders getting a free trip to the conference tourney and the stars aligning and them going to get stealing a tournament bid. It's not everyone is open to a bid there. And it's, okay, I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. I don't. I... I like regular season sports a heck of a lot, and I'm not one that needs a tournament to tell me when to start paying attention and start watching games. Hats off to the Mac. Tip of the cap, at least, to the Mac for doing that. Jeff Borzello, the National Association Basketball Coaches and Women's Basketball Coaches, has recommended that the NCAA extends their dead period through July 31st. It would seem that it would be headed that way, too. Not really a surprise. Uh, you've seen it with recruiting here in the last couple of days, last couple of weeks. Players not being able to take official visits. And football-wise, you're seeing players that are wanting to commit before their senior years of high school get started. And they're not being able to take their visits to, to some schools. And a lot of them are committing, even though not stepping on foot on campuses or not making their official visits like they have in years past. It just seems like that's going to be extended yet another month before you can start having visits and campus visits in terms of the recruiting world. Finally, for you this evening, Maurice Claret. You remember him, the star running back on that fun Ohio State team in 2002. He has a story that's out about him. Adam Rittenberg from ESPN.com wrote about it on Tuesday. And it goes into detail of Maurice Claret, the former star running back for Ohio State. He was one of those first guys that you remember that knew that running backs kind of had kind of had a, a, a pitch count that they were able to play on and had a certain window where they were able to play and make money. And he knew that he wasn't going to make money playing college football. He needed to get to the pros, and he challenged that. And unfortunately for him, he never wound up playing NFL football, even though being drafted by the Denver Broncos. He was never a success story in the NFL, and his life went down a deep, dark path, uh, rested for various different things over the years, spent over three, of it, three years of his life in jail since getting out of Ohio State, bounced around a couple of uh, minor league football leagues and organizations that are out there, and has gotten his life straight, though. Has actually the, the good news of all of this, Maurice Claret has straightened up and has opened facilities for those in Youngstown, Ohio. He also had one in Columbus originally, but that one has been forced to close its doors. But it's called the Red Zone, and Maurice Claret helping out those that are battling addiction problems and battling through all of that in order to try and get their lives back on track and back and head in the right direction. It's a good story to see. If, if you remember Maurice Claret at all, 
that got very dark uh, for some of his time right after he left Ohio State. Um, there was the incident where he was he was scared to death because he owed people money, and he was pulled over on the highway carrying, I mean, it was like a car full of loaded guns because he, was, he said he was protecting himself because he was scared of what was out there. That'll do it for this episode, this edition of the College Football Morning Announcements with Nick Shepkowski. Those are kind of your highlights of what went on on Tuesday. Some late breaking news from Colin Coward there in terms of USC and the Pac-12. Again, if you had to put money on it right now, I'm not so much guessing that the Pac-12 is playing football this fall. And I am curious about the rest of college football as well in regards to that. Man, do I hope I'm wrong. It's just one of those uh, evenings as I sit and record this that not a lot of good news in terms of in terms of the hope being sold for collegiate sports here this fall. Not a lot of uh, hope being sold here in the last couple of days. It seems like especially late at night that news just comes out and it's like, oh boy. How are you going to manage this? How are you going to get through with this? Again, check out fightingirishwire.usatoday.com. You can follow that as well. College football news there, college sports news there all of the time. It's it's very Notre Dame directed, but by no means is it only Notre Dame. There's thoughts on any big news that comes out college football-wise as well. If you haven't yet, I would appreciate it greatly. If you guys are enjoying these, if you could simply hit subscribe, if you're listening on iTunes or you're listening on Spotify or whatever listening device or app you may be using, if you can hit subscribe, and if you don't mind, share it with a friend. Got a college football fan friend out there that uh, trying to get through quarantine or their stay-at-home orders and finding something else to listen to. Be here for you as many mornings as possible that I can be. Just talk a little college football, and if you ever have questions, anything you want asked and discussed on this podcast, the College Football Morning Announcements podcast with myself, Nick Shepkowski, you can tweet them to me at Nick Shepkowski, N-I-C-K-S-H-E-P-K-O-W-S-K-I, and we'll read some of those throughout uh, the next coming episodes as well. Have a great Wednesday. Make it a good one. Stay safe. Stay sane. We'll talk again tomorrow. It's Nick Shepkowski on the College Football Morning Announcements.